This is a production of the Z Talk Radio Network. The views expressed and opinions given by the individual hosts and their guests do not necessarily reflect those of Z Talk Radio, its affiliates, or sponsors. Wow. It's dark. Well, let's have some light on the subject. Put on your critical thinking caps and please refrain from hugging. It's time for Dimland Radio with your host, Jim Dr. Dim Fitzsimmons. Hello and welcome to Dimland Radio here on the ZTalk Radio Network at ztalkradio.com. I'm your host, Jim Dr. Dim Fitzsimmons. Remember, I'm not really a doctor. I just play doctor online. Ah, well, that's this world over. Ah, well, next one begins. What am I doing there? I'm uh, quoting uh, some lyrics from a song that seems to have gained relevance again. Uh, I have a uh, my second favorite band of all time, musical act, uh, is XTC. Longtime listeners will know who my favorite band is, but um, XTC is uh, it's one of those bands that came out of the uh, '70s, uh, out of the punk movement in the UK, and they weren't exactly punk, but they weren't exactly straight up pop. They were very quirky at first, and then they kind of changed their sound over time, which good bands do, good artists do. They don't stay the same way, although, unless you're the Ramones, and then you don't have to change because the Ramones were perfect from the beginning. Or they changed a little bit, I guess, as they went along. So, uh, I was thinking of this because, uh, well, (laughs) our two uh, well, our, our child president, our first child president, uh, President Trump, uh, who is a, uh, who's a fifth grader, who, um, when he gives a speech, I've said this often, when he gives a speech or when he talks, he sounds like a fifth grader who's giving a book report on a book he hasn't read. Uh, and now he's uh, sounding like one of those uh, fifth graders that's trying to talk tough because, you know, some, some bully somewhere else, uh, Kim Jong-un, Kim Jong-un, is that his name? That's his name. Um, he's, uh, you know, he's he's the leader of North Korea, and North Korea is, you know, it's an axis of evil. And uh, they've 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 got some nuclear weapons, and some now they've apparently they've got some missiles that might be able to deliver them. Uh, and people are worried about Guam, which is over in the Pacific. You know, that's a it's a territory of the United States, and uh, they're worried that. Uh, that uh, and there's an air force base on there. They're worried that Kim Jong Un will uh, will will send a missile over there. And now XTC, <clears throat> the band in the 1980s, they really their sound really kind of expanded and not did kind of it did expanded and got more lush and more pastoral and that's how they're always described. They got more pastoral. Uh, and they released an album in 1984 called The Big Express. And on there is a song called This World Over. And that's, uh, I mean, it was a big thing to do in the 80s for lots of bands uh, to do songs of worrying about nuclear war because, well, Ronald Reagan was elected president and, of course, he was going to destroy the world with nuclear weapons because he wanted to win the arms race and uh, and destroy the Soviet Union. And so everybody was afraid he was going to send off the missiles. Well, it didn't happen. We're still here. Uh, the Soviet Union's not here anymore, but kind of is. <laughs> this Putin guy. Uh, it's very complicated, this world stuff. If only people would just get their heads out of their asses. But... Um, so it was it was a thing in the '80s to write these songs about fears of nuclear war. You know, Nana, their song "99 Luft Balloons" was a kind of a nuclear war thing, and and uh, uh, Sting had that song. You know, the Russians love their kids too. However, that one went, and and, and all that. But um, 
I was just thinking with this this you know this fire and fury like the world has never seen the uh, the the, fi the fifth grader who is our president off the cuff which he just he, I, I gotta I gotta imagine you know the adults that are around him are just look just like what are you saying what are you saying don't don't yeah, but they have to they have to sit there stoically and 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 look like they're not panicking they've got to be I gotta I, I I can't imagine there are Republicans out there that are, aren't rolling their eyes and saying oh jeepers this is our guy <laughs> I can't I don't know maybe they are uh, anyway and I thought boy this song is kind of relevant again and I, I'll 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 go over why I think that is. Uh, I'll read some of the lyrics. I'm not going to read the whole song to you because, uh, well, why should I do that? But I will link to it in the show notes so you can go check out the song and find out exactly what I'm talking about. And uh, um, <clears throat> let's see. So it starts off saying, Ah, well, this world over. Ah, well, next one begins. Uh, will you smile like any mother as you bathe <clears throat> your... <clears throat> Excuse me, i got to grunt a little. <clears throat> Sorry about that. Uh, will you smile like any mother as you bathe your brand new twins? Will you sing about the missiles, or as he says it because he's British, missiles, as you dry odd-numbered limbs? Uh-oh. <laughs> that was intended to play. It's time for another Dinland Radio pedantic moment. What did they get wrong this time, Dim? Well, I'll tell you what they got wrong. You know how you look for you can look for lyrics online? There's this thing called the Google. Or you can use the Bing, but I use the Google. And so I got on the Google and I said, hey, I know I'm I'm pretty sure I know what the lyrics are, but let's let's look them up, print them out, and do that. So so I I I write into the Google, I write uh, this world over XTC lyrics. And page pops up, and right there at the top, uh, from Google Play, are the lyrics to the song. Okay, now I just read this little bit here. Okay, so I'll read that last sentence of that. Will you sing about the missiles as you dry odd-numbered limbs? See, it's odd-numbered limbs. O D D. So I looked at the the you know, the first thing I, that came up when I was going through the lyrics uh, was the face uh, was the, uh, the the Google Google Play, uh, and I was reading through that and it says, as you dry they put it as you dry off, O F F, numbered limbs, and it's not off numbered hyphen. It's not off hyphen numbered limbs where it's like you know, where the the numbers aren't quite right. It doesn't. It's not that. It's just where you dry off is you're you're drying something off. You know, you're drying off numbered limbs. They, they couldn't. I know it's not. It's just a tiny little pedantic thing. It's just a tiny one. It's not. It's almost barely worth you know me noting. But I you know I try to have one of these each show. <laughs> I don't. I try, but it's it's just. I look. Does that make sense to you? Odd numbered limbs. You see, he's saying because the pers the perspective. I should probably let you know. The perspective of the song is is that it's it's written by uh, Andy Partridge of XTC, and he's asking these questions of people who have survived the nuclear holocaust, the 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 Armageddon that takes place. They've survived it. And they've they're trying to move on with their lives, and so you know, will you smile like any mother as you bathe your brand new twins? Will you sing about the missiles as you dry odd numbered limbs? You see, we have even numbered limbs, two arms, two legs. That's kind of how it's. That's the regular package. Sure, there are people that are born with odd numbered limbs, and that's his point here. He's saying. This is after the nuclear holocaust, and of course the radiation and all that is causing birth defects and strange things to happen. So you might get some odd-numbered limbs, either one too few, one too many. All right. Okay, that's I, it's a little pedantic moment. It's a little one. It's a little, and I shouldn't allow myself to get too distracted by it. But uh, just figured I'd I'd point that out to you guys. <clears throat> all right, back to 
what I'm saying about this song being relevant again. And it'll come up here in a moment. So the song continues, and then there's the next set of, uh, uh, there's another set of lyrics that takes place and says, uh, Will you tell them about that far off and mythical land? Of course, this is, this is uh, written from the perspective of, of someone from England. Okay, so, so I'm assuming that the, the, the far off and mythical land there would be the United States. About their leader with the famous face. Now, this meant Reagan. He was an actor. He was already famous. He had a famous face. Now, of course, any person who becomes president of the United States is going to have a famous face. But I believe Andy is pointing out that it's Ronald Reagan. He was already a famous guy before he became president. He was famous for being an actor. He was on you know, lots of movies. Maybe not great, but he was in lots of movies. So that's who Andy's mentioning there. And then he says, uh, will you... Tell them the reason nothing nothing ever grows in the garden anymore because he wanted to win the craziest race that's this world over, and there it's so so the song here and that's that's all the lyrics I'll read you because I don't need to go into the other thing but uh, um you know the leader with the famous face now we've got another leader with a famous face don't we you know the fifth grader that's running our country uh used to run a game show on TV. That's how Penn Gillette calls it. He calls it a game show of the Celebrity Apprentice thing. He, you know, and I just... I, 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 we all are continuing with our lives. Many of us are probably pretty nervous. But we still get up and go to work or to school if that's what you're doing. Uh, or you know, we just get up and go, we we continue with our lives. We go on Facebook and we post things about how we're all afraid that that our, the world's going to end. But we're we're not we're not cowering in our basements, not yet anyway. Uh, maybe some people are, but we're still. There must be part of our brain saying to us, you know, it's we're going to get past this. <laughs> this this is it, 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 he's not nobody's really going to send any missiles. Right, that's it's. It hasn't. I mean, we dropped the bombs in in on, in Japan in, in, to end World War Two, which you know I talked about that some time ago, and I was pretty firmly in the camp that said uh, President Truman really didn't have much choice. I still favor that way of looking at it because, from what I understand, it would have been. A pretty uh, a bloody assault on the on mainland China, uh, Japan in order to end the war if we were going to try to do so conventionally. It was being planned. Uh, troops were being amassed. Plans were being figured out. What are we going to do? This is you know this is, and they were expecting upwards of a million lives lost, and that's including you know allies and Japanese. Uh, military and civilian deaths. So that's what they were. That's what they're looking at. A million. And but since the anniversary just went by, and of course you always got those people that just hate the United States so damn much they take any chance that they can to say how terrible it is. Oh, I know that's probably not fair of me, but that's kind of how it looks. It's a little bit how it looks, and maybe some of them. Really, that is how it is. They just hate America so much. You know, I don't know why they don't move, but you know, I'm not America, love it or leave it. I'm not that guy. But they, you know, they'll throw stuff up there. And somebody put up a um, an image of uh, 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 General Dwight D. Eisenhower, who was who became president in the 1950s. Um, he they put up his image. And with a quote that we assume was his, and he said something about the, the Japanese were ready to surrender. We didn't have to drop that horrible thing. And I started looking up. Did he actually say that? Because these people who put these things together put a goddamn source. You, it's how much difficult? How difficult can it be to just put a little URL in there, a URL? Put one of those in the in the graphic that gives me something to go to and say, here's where, here's your source for the quote. Why can't people do that? <sighs> anyway, 
So I looked it up, and apparently he did say it. He said in about 1962, 63, he said something worse to that effect. And there was somebody else that was involved in uh, World War II, uh, somebody on Eisenhower's staff, I believe, that uh, made the same kind of uh, observation. So I don't know. So now I'm thinking, well, yeah. Now it's done. It's passed. It's, there's nothing we can do to change it. But uh, Anyway, so this song... The leader with the famous face is now it's now kind of relevant again, don't you think? It's it's not perfectly analogous because I don't know if we're actually trying to win a race, but well, you know, maybe we kind of are because uh, I'm sure North Korea would like to have more weapons with with nuclear warheads on them. He's only got maybe I think it's like less than ten. Of course, we've got uh, I don't know thousands. I'm not sure what we've got. It's our arsenal has gotten smaller over the last decades, but. Um, we still. But, uh, yeah, I don't know. Maybe China will have the cooler, leveler head and say, yeah, come on, guys, knock it off. Yeah. I'm going to send you both down to the principal's office, and you guys are going to uh, do detention. So just, just shut up. But uh, I don't know. I don't have an answer on how we're going to get that figured out. But uh, Oh, and uh, uh, one of... Uh, one of uh, President Trump's uh, spiritual advisors. Yeah, you remember when uh, the previous president was in office, uh, President Obama. There was kind of a, a winking with uh, among atheists. Not all of them, some of them, kind of winking to each other. Say, yeah, he's he's not really, you know, he's not he's he's not really Christian. He's not Muslim. As uh, as the uh, uh, as the uh, conspiracy theorists, the birthers and such, uh, wanted to believe that he was Muslim. Which I was reading some piece about uh, you know when when McCain was running against uh, President Obama, and some he was at a town hall meeting, and some woman said something about uh, President Obama being a Muslim, and he's he, and uh, and it wasn't something that I don't I don't know that. Obama, uh, that McCain was actually prepared for that question, but he kind of answered it off the cuff, and he didn't answer it quite right. Um, he, he, he said to where he says, "Well, words to the effect that, that no, 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 he's he's not, you know, he's not, and he's a decent he's a decent family man." I says, "Well, what Muslims can't be decent family men? <laughs> That's not possible." See, which isn't what McCain meant to say. He just meant to say, "No, he's he's, he's Christian. That's what he says he is. That's what he is." And what he should have done, and then turn around and said. But if he was Muslim, so what? Look up your constitution, young lady. She was an old lady. But still, look up your constitution and point to me where it says he can't be Muslim. I, I talked about this on a show a few shows ago. There's There are three requirements. One, you'd be 35 years old. Two, you're born here in the United States. And three, you've had residency here in the United States for at least 14 years. That's it. It's Article Two, something you know, somewhere in Article Two of the Constitution, where it talks about you know the executive branch and uh, the rules for that, and that's it. It doesn't say anything about what religion they need to be, does it? So he could just turn to her and said, "So what if he's a Muslim? So what?" But now we got this guy. Now we got the fifth grader, and as the president, and uh, he's. Uh, he, he, there's people winking at each other saying, you know, he's you know, he's probably not, he's not religious at all. Which, they're probably a little closer to the truth on that one than they were with Obama. You know, I, I took Obama at his word that he's, he's Christian and he goes to church and all that kind of stuff. I, I just, I, 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 it feels more like a put-on when Trump does it. Now, so, but anyway, he has a spiritual advisor, at least one of them. His name is uh, uh, Pastor Robert Jeffress. He's an evangelical fundamentalist guy, and uh, he believes that the Bible says that God has uh, authorized Trump to, uh, you know, use any means necessary to keep America safe, and that includes nuclear weapons. Uh, he's quoted as saying, uh, "In the case of North Korea, God has given Trump authority to take out Kim Jong Un. I am heartened to see that our president will not tolerate any threat against the American people." And you know what I translate translate that as meaning? What he's saying there? How I translate that for you? End times! End times! Woohoo! 
End times. Yeah, there's a there's a segment of the the Christian folks that are really hoping that the world's coming to an end because that means Jesus will be back. I think that's kind of silly and a little dangerous. And I think it's time for my break. So you're listening to Dimland Radio here on the ZTalk Radio Network at ztalkradio.com. I shall return, I promise, after this break, uh, which will start shortly. I promise. In fact, it's starting right now. Are you enjoying the break so far? Listening to Z Talk Radio, the number one choice for music, sports, news, and talk radio. So keep that dial locked to ztalkradio.com. Do you believe in ghosts? Do you think Bigfoot is real? Do you suspect that your neighbor is really Val Tor, leader of the lizard people of Bendar 3? Well, Dr. Dim doesn't, and he'll tell you why when you tune in to Dimland Radio Saturday nights, 11 Central, midnight Eastern on Talk Radio Network. It's an hour of science promotion, pop culture rants, personal observation, and of course, skepticism. Join Jim, Dr. Dim Fitzsimmons, Saturday nights, 11 Central, midnight Eastern, for Dimland Radio on Talk Radio Network. Remember, there's no hugging in the chat room. You're listening to Dimland Radio on Z Talk Radio Network. I'm a paramedic, and it may sound silly, but a lot of people are afraid to call 911 when they're experiencing uncomfortable pressure, fullness, squeezing, or pain in the center of the chest. Instead, people risk permanent damage or death because they're afraid they might get a lecture. To learn more about heart attack warning signs, call the American Heart Association at 1-800-AHA-USA-1 or visit us on the web at AmericanHeart.org. Hey, want to hear the most annoying sound in the world? You're listening to Z-Talk Radio Network. Welcome back to Dimland Radio on the Z Talk Radio Network at ztalkradio.com. I'm your host, Jim, Dr. Dim Fitzsimmons. So I've been seeing this thing going around on the uh, on the social media, on the Facebook, because that's the only social media I'm part of. Uh, I've been seeing this head around where uh, people are putting up uh, this message saying that, uh, you know, voice an unpopular opinion that you hold. And, and, uh, and then, you know, other people's popular opinions that are voiced or list uh, laid out in the comments, whether you you know agree or disagree with them, but don't argue with anybody. Just put it out there and don't argue with anybody. And so I thought, well, I'll, I'll you know, all right, all right, I'm game. I'll uh, I'll, I'll play along. Uh, I didn't put up the opinion that um, flip phones are cool, especially when you. Uh, keep, hold, keep it in a, on, a, on a clip holder that uh, clips onto your belt. Yeah, that's especially cool. But flip phones are cool because it's like Star Trek. It's cool. I guess that's an unpopular opinion. But that wasn't the one I put up because I think that would have got me kicked off the internet. Uh, no, um, I put up something that... Uh, well, you remember this fellow. His name was... Uh, still is uh, O.J. Simpson. You remember him? Uh, yeah, he was. Uh, there was a. He was involved in kind of a big story back in the mid '90s. Yeah. Well, after that big story kind of worked its way through, um, he ended up getting involved in another, not as big a story. Uh, <laughs> um. He was, uh, well, okay, so what happened was, I'm 
of the opinion, this isn't the unpopular opinion, but it's my opinion, well, it might be unpopular with some, but my opinion is that uh, O.J. Simpson was responsible, was the fellow who killed Nicole Brown Simpson and Ronald Goldman. Uh, I think the evidence is pretty damn strong against him. Uh, the jury felt differently. They had a different agenda, possibly. Um, you know, it happened. The world didn't end. But, uh, you know, in civil court, he was held responsible, and he, he's supposed to pay the Goldman family something like $35 million, which he doesn't have. But he's not going to be destitute. Um, here's the deal. Uh, the, the unpopular opinion arises from the next big thing that he got involved in, where he, he, had, uh, he had decided he wanted back some of his memor mem sports memorabilia of his, of his stuff. I don't know exactly what was involved, but uh, they, he and a couple of friends uh, stormed into this room in a hotel where these, I guess the guys were selling the items or had the items or whichever, what, however it was. I'm, I, I'm not perfectly first on the details, but somebody had a gun. I think uh, O.J. had one. Uh, at least one person had a gun, and you can hear O.J. yelling at them and saying, nobody leaves this room until I get my stuff. Words to that effect. Well, the prosecution got a hold of that, and they did everything they could to make sure he's convicted of it. And they did. They did convict him of it. But they made sure that he had as many charges as they possi possibly could lay against him so that they could put, as if they were able to convict him, it would be possible to give him the, just this outrageously long sentence. I remember watching, um, it was the documentary by uh, uh, 30, uh, uh, ESPN's 30 for 30. It was about, ES, uh, it was about the O.J. Simpson, uh, well, just about him specifically. The early part of it deals with his youth and then coming up playing football and, and in college at first, and of course, and then into the pros. And let me tell you, I, he was before my time, and I was watching these, these highlights of him running the ball. He, wasn't, he couldn't catch the ball very well. And when he was playing for the Buffalo Bills, I guess he had, there was a coach, the head coach, that was trying to force him to catch a pass every now and then. And he just couldn't, and he just was handicapping uh, O.J. so he couldn't perform as well as he would. Just, you know, just have him do what he can do. And then finally they, the Bills dumped that coach and got a new coach that uh, let O.J. do what O.J. does. And, man, let me tell you, I've, I've seen a lot of running backs since then, and I don't think I've ever seen anybody that ran as smoothly as he did. I'm telling you, he just glides across the, the, the field. You watch him run. Oh, I'm, I, there probably are other people who've, who've done it, but he, he was some. Um, anyway, the... You know the prosecutors. You know, they they got a guilty verdict and and they they put him away for a long ass time. I don't remember exactly how long it was, but in that documentary, the uh, one of his defense attorneys for in the in the murder case uh, said that you know had this been anybody else, it would have been a, a two year sentence for what was done for the kind of crime that it was a two year sentence anybody else, but it was O.J. Simpson. And he got away with it. You know, the prosecutors were might have been thinking that he got away with that murder. We're going to nail him. We're going to nail him as best we can. And they did. And he got an ungodly amount of time, more than two years. And he's so far he served nine years of it. And he just recently got paroled. Uh, the parole doesn't take place until October. There might be conditions that still need to be met, so it might not be a done deal. But my unpopular opinion is he's done enough time for the crimes for which he was convicted. He's done enough time. I know it'd be nice to see him stay in bar behind bars, but you know it, that's that's not that's not right. I don't think that's right. Uh, maybe I'm a little unpopular for that opinion, but I think he's he ought to be paroled and he's not going to do po do poorly. <laughs> When he, when he, if he is paroled. From what I've been reading, uh, Sports Illustrated online was saying that uh, he, his pensions that he gets uh, from football and I guess from his acting 
uh, the pensions that he, he will get, he he will earn about twenty five grand a month, a month. Twenty five grand a month. It takes in a month and a half. I think he'll make uh, more than I make in a year. You know, he's talented. He, you know, he he did the stuff he did, and that's that's how it works. You know, not all of us are. And and they said that he he's got some, like like a quarter million dollars in the bank. And the thing is, his pension money can't be touched by the lawsuit, by the by the that that the thirty five million dollar ruling against him. Uh, to pay the Goldmans, that can't be touched. He's, yeah, that's, that's the rules. And his pension money can't, you know. Um, it's kind of the same thing with uh, with my father-in-law. He's on Social Security, and and if there were any, I'm not saying there were, but if there were any bills left over from his wife or from you know when she was alive, if she had any bills left over, uh, medical bills that didn't get paid by him. You know, I mean, they—he's got no income that they can't—they can't take it from him. <laughs> His income is Social Security. I think he gets a little VA uh, benefit, but not much, and so they can't touch it. So, you know, if, if there's anything like that that happens, we we learned that once uh, Amy's mother died uh, to look into things like that, just in case anything reared its ugly head, we could say, hey, you know, you can't get it from him. And you can't get it from us because we're not obligated either. <laughs> Those dems is the rules. All right, well, so that's my unpopular opinion. Take it for what it's worth. I don't know. Do you have any unpopular opinions? You can send them to Dr. Dim at dimland.com, D R D I M at dimland.com. And remember, I'm on iTunes, and if you like the show, you could go to iTunes and put in a good rating and a nice review. I've got two so far, <laughs> but uh, you know, you, you know, I'm trying to get some listeners, trying to branch out there and see what see what's what. In fact, now that I I, I post this stuff on Podbean, and uh, that that distributes it around to where the various podcast downloadable platforms there are out there, and they started this new thing that that if you want. We'll post it right to your Facebook page. Post either a link or uh, uh, where people can play it from their Facebook page. You know, they can either link. To, so I, I went with the link too because I, you know, I don't know if I want to impose that much on on Facebook people, but it's there. Uh, my logo doesn't show up. This American Life shows up. Maybe that'll fool them. Ah, that's, that's American Life. Well, I'll listen to that, and then this guy comes on talking about skepticism and atheism and, and, and a lot of nothing. But, <laughs> you know, <laughs> if that works. Okay. Um, I don't know how long this has been floating around the internets, but there's a video that I just saw this week. Uh, and, well, I, I'll give you the, the description of it um, before I, you know, and how it's silly. And before I kind of, well, see if I can balance it a little. Uh, there's a video that's gone out there that shows a, uh, um, a young man. I'd say he's probably in his 20s, maybe late teens, but 20s, young man. And he's in a, um, he's in a hallway with uh, exposed ceilings. So you can see the light fixtures and, uh, and, and water pipes and such going across the ceiling. And it's a very high ceiling. It's way up there. There's a pipe that's, that's got to be at least 12 feet up. And uh, it's, it's, it looks like it could be a school building or some kind of uh, municipal building. Who knows? But there's a rag or a shirt there's some sort of cloth material hanging over a pipe that that goes across the hallway, and he's he's trying to get that down, and he's gone to find something that will that will increase his reach, a tool to increase his reach, something that he can hold on to that'll reach up there and get that, you know, knock that rag or whatever it is off that pipe. I gotta get. Uh, uh. Does he find a broom? 
No, it's not a broom. Is it uh, a stick, a long stick, a yardstick, uh, something like that? No, no, it's not. What he's done is he's grabbed a ladder. A ladder that I think is about eight feet tall. It's about an eight-foot ladder, possibly ten. It's hard to say for sure. A ladder, an A-frame ladder. Not one of those that you lean up against the wall. No, you set it up and you and it balances itself because it's got four feet on the floor. An A-frame ladder, aluminum ladder. And what he's doing is he's holding the ladder up in his hands. He's reaching up with the ladder, using the top of the ladder to hit the rag. And he keeps knocking at it, knocking at it, knocking at it, until he finally does get it down. That Whatever that is up there, rag, shirt, whatever. And the guy taking the video with his smartphone camera thing is chuckling to himself, but he's trying to uh, not be too obvious. He's not saying, he says to the guy, oh, you almost got it. It's, oh, well, no, I'm, I'm taking video. Like, it's like he's being asked for help or something. And he's, no, no I'm, I'm, I'm getting video of this. And he's not letting on to the young man that, what, well, see, what I would have liked to make, it, make possible, if I had magic powers or something, if it was possible to have such things, or you know, if, if I would have, just to put myself there and have me walk into the video walk into the frame and say, oh, excuse me, can I, you want, can I try? Can I give it a try? And then get the ladder from him and look as though I'm going to continue to do the same thing. You know, start to do that. And then set the ladder down, set it up so that I can climb up the ladder, reach up, grab the rag, and bring it down and show him, here, that's how a ladder is used. <laughs> um... <laughs> And whoever posted what where I saw it, they put the little comment, uh, you know, that the children are our future. I believe the children are our future. Make them eat, and they'll lead the way, or whatever the line is. <laughs> and I, so I'm trying to think of a way to, yeah. You know, as I look at it, try to cut the kids some slack. And other people were trying to do so too. Uh, one said, well, maybe he doesn't know how to open the ladder. Well, wouldn't somebody around there know? I mean, there's at least one person watching, the guy taking the video. But the guy taking the video just thought the damn thing was too funny. So, yeah, I don't want to stop. This is classic. This is gold. This is going on YouTube, and it's going to get a bunch of hits. This is going viral. And another person, now this person wasn't really kind of thinking it through that much, saying, well, the ladder's not tall enough. You know, Jesus, guys, the ladder's not tall enough. Well, you, you, the ladder doesn't have to make it all the way up to the to the pipe. Just close enough so this guy can climb up it. And the and then the, the young fellow was fairly tall, as far as I could tell. He looked like he was fairly tall. He could just climb up, you know, and just get up to as high as the ladder will allow you to go. Because you're not supposed to stand on that second. You know, you're not supposed to stand on the very top and then the next step down. You're supposed to stand on the one below that. Because you know, because you lean against the ladder, so it's safer. Uh, but he sh should have been able to get up there and then just reached up and, and grabbed it. Should have been able to, no problem. So that that's not a great cut him some slack. Um, someone else, uh, Jeff Wag, who's awesome. He's a great guy. I think he's great. Nice, even-tempered kind of guy. Thinks things through. He's kind of like me. <laughs> no, I I mean it's just that where he tries to see the other point of view, and he tries not to be too jump on it and, and he's, he's you know he's he's interested in being he's more interested in being curious than being skeptical although he is skeptical you know he does need good evidence to accept something but he tries to be more curious about things um, which is cool which is something that I, I should try to do and I do I do try uh, he said you know essentially says you know these the kids just had a brain fart it just was you know we've all done something in a in a much more complicated way and either halfway through it, or once we're done with it, or you know, we went, oh, I could have just done that. Why didn't I just do? Th you know, we've all had that happen. So I mean, that's what this kid. It's maybe that's it. And then I said, 
the possibility could be maybe he's afraid of heights. Maybe he just doesn't want to go up the ladder. Because that's a possibility. I will say something about it, though. The video is in the portrait format. Oh, I know, I know. You guys know how much I loathe the portrait format for video. I don't mind it for photography. You can have it any way you want. Landscape, portrait, either way, I should say. You can have it either way. It doesn't bother me. Yeah. But video, it should, it, you should default to landscape. But in this case, the fellow taking the video did it properly. If he was going to do it in por a portrait, he did it right. He held the frame and he kept everything on the action. He made sure the ladder, the full ladder, and because it all is a vertical kind of thing, it's the ladder going up. He had the pipe in the in the shot. He had the whole ladder in the shot. He had the the, the whole guy in the shot. I mean, you saw a bit of the floor. You saw the guy standing on the floor, holding the ladder, reaching up to that pipe, and you saw the pipe. He had it all there, kept it in frame, kept it focused well, so that you weren't losing information. So that was that is one of the rare, rare, rare occasions where it's okay to take video in portrait format. So, I, I, I can be a little relaxed about, about it, but most of the time, I loathe it. But that case, not so bad. All right, you're listening to Dimland Radio on the ZTalk Radio Network at ztalkradio.com. I'm your host, Jim, Dr. Dim Fitzsimmons. I'll be back right after this break. Got new dreams. You got what? I said I got new dreams. New what? Got new dreams and I'm gonna make them real. Hey, this is Danny Potts from the Kentucky Ghost Chasers, and you're listening to Z Talk Radio. Did you see that UFO sighting that made the news? What did that latest study about alternative treatments really say? Is this photo making the rounds real or a hoax? Delphal News is a unique website featuring news about pseudoscience, the paranormal, anomalies, and questionable claims framed with a skeptical view. Come visit DelphalNews.com every day for news about cryptozoology, conspiracies, shams, scams, and more. Follow us on Twitter at Delphal News. Critical thinking is essential in assessing today's news. Delphal News helps you decide, can you really believe this stuff? He's endlessly pushing the rock of reason up the hill of paranormal. It's Dr. Dim and you're listening to Dimland Radio on Z-Talk Radio Network. Your assignment is to listen to the buzz on Monday nights from 8 to 10 p.m. Central on ztalkradio.com. This message will self-destruct. Those other guys. The finger. You're listening to Z Talk Radio Network. Why was I born today? Life is useless like Ecclesiastes. I never had a chance for opportunities now in and welcome back to Dimland Radio on the ZTalk Radio Network at ztalkradio.com. I'm your host, Jim, Dr. Dim Fitzsimmons. Okay, um, if you are someone who's getting this on iTunes, you'll know that I finally put up another bonus episode. I haven't done a bonus episode for quite a while. I don't know why. I just haven't got around to it. Busy, I guess. I forget about it. Who knows? And the one I put up for this week, episode, bonus episode number seven or bonus show, however you want to call it, right? That was one where I did have a guest, which I don't do guests anymore. I, I'm not saying I might not ever do a guest again, but I just I just don't do guests anymore because it's, um, I don't know, it's just kind of difficult to arrange schedules and get it all worked out and uh, do all the tech work and everything. And besides, it cuts into me time. You'd have less me. 
You'd have somebody else talking. Oh, for Pete's sake, the cat wants to go outside. Now, now, that's just bear with me while I go take care of this. All right, cat, I'm telling you. I'm trying to do a show here, and all you want to do is go out on the porch and just hang out there. Well, there you go. All right, fine. All right, I'm coming back. I'll be back. Hang on. Don't worry. I'm here. I am coming back. Uh, sorry about that, but if I didn't let her on the porch, she'd probably start yowling and ruining the show. Not only, you know, but she interrupted it just then. So, anyway, what was I saying? Uh, let's see. Um, sorry, getting the chair adjusted. <clears throat> uh, that was a pretty rude noise. Well, anyways, I put the, the show up, and it's got uh, a fellow Z-Talker. I believe he still does a show on Z-Talk Radio uh, on Sunday nights. You should check the Z-Talk schedule and see if he still does it. Uh, it's called The Skeptical Edge. <laughs> you see, I laugh because he's a conspiracy theorist. Now, they think they're skeptics. They're not. <clears throat> the difference between a skeptic and a conspiracy theorist is that Skeptics follow the scientific method. And, you know, they follow the facts and the evidence. They, they try, if, if you're doing it right, you try not to start with the conclusion and then find the evidence that supports that conclusion. And twist evidence that, to, it, it, until that evidence is so twisted enough that it does appear to support that evidence, and then completely disregard any evidence that doesn't support that hypothesis, your idea, your theory, your your whatever. That's you know a skeptic doesn't do that. They you know just at the top of the show, I was saying you know I was pretty sure that. Uh, Truman made the right decision about dropping the bomb on Hiroshima and Nagasaki to end the war to stop the the, uh, uh, the loss of so many lives, uh, the potential loss of so many lives, and and I and I still kind of I'm still there, but now I'm thinking well you know you got Eisenhower he was there I mean he wasn't in the Pacific but I mean he was there uh, at the time and he understands stuff he would have information that I wouldn't have and. Yeah, you know, he could be wrong, though. He could be wrong that the Japanese weren't close to surrendering. I don't know. So, so but that makes me think, well, there's, there's some evidence that's contrary to that, so maybe. But, well. So, when I had Kale on my show, we talked about who built the pyramids... He doesn't think the ancient Egyptians did it. I do. <laughs> uh, he's an engineer, so he has you know, some learning and some math knowledge. But you know, sometimes these engineers, I mean, they're not, uh, I think they, well, they're human, so they can be fooled just like anybody else. Um, so, you know, you got the engineers for 9-11 Truth, which, you know, come on. And he's one of those guys, too. He doesn't believe that... Uh, that 9/11 uh, uh, was the what the standard model story explains it as being. Uh, he he believes it was an inside job. I mean, he's just he's all over. He's a decent guy, you know. Well, you know, well fellow, you know, a nice fellow, well met, decent guy, uh, funny, got a good voice, good voice for radio. I tell you. So when you listen to him, I mean, his 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 uh, his uh, microphone equipment was much better than mine was at the time, and he sounded. A lot better than I did, but and, but he sounds a lot better than I do anyway because he's got a better voice than I got. I'm just this you know Midwestern Minnesotan up here doing this kind of thing here, and uh, you know this is what I sound like. But uh, he has a it's 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 pretty good. He'll talk about hey you know do your research, <sighs> do your own research. Well you know yeah well. Okay, but you got to be careful. <laughs> you know, it's it, if you're going to read the stuff that's written by, you know, what's the science? What is the science on this topic? What is that? Uh, don't be reading the crackpots and the cranks. 
See, he reads the cranks, and he believes them. And he, he just, you know, he turns his nose up to the science. What does the science say about it? Oh, well, yeah, yeah, yeah. Unless the science actually backs up what he thinks. So, anyway, it's quite a show to listen to. But I'm bringing him up again because he posted it on my page a video of, uh, it's, it says that it's a, a CIA director, John Brennan. Uh, I don't know from where, this, how long ago this video was, but Kale says about the video, he says, Admittance, Jim. Conspiracy theory? Here's a CIA director discussing it as a possibility. He put that in quotes. A possibility is in quotes. This is a coherent admission to such. Uh, it's been happening for years. The CIA even discuss it on their own website. Another conspiracy proven. LOL. Oh, he loves the LOL. You know I don't like the LOL. I don't. I mean, I don't do it because, well, you know, I'm an adult. But um, I know that's kind of a that's kind of a dig, isn't it? Because the people who do that, you know, it's, I don't think you're childish or something like that. It's just, you know, it's, I just don't do it because because I'm an adult. <laughs> I know I'm a stinker. I'm sorry. You can do LOL if you want, but just don't do LOL, OL, 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 because that's laugh out loud, out loud, out loud, out loud, out loud, out loud, or how many extra OLs you put in there. Just LOL is enough. You know what I write when I laugh out loud about something? I tell the person, I actually laughed out loud at that. I, I use more letters. Okay, anyway. <clears throat> uh, let's see. He says then, do you want the link to global engineering, which he's got in quotes, off the CIA's own website? Chemtrails are a fact. Yeah, chemtrails. Chemtrails. They're a fact. It's been taking place for years, F-I-R. But what do I know, LOL? Lobia. <laughs> L-O-B-E. Lobe. Yeah. I think he meant to say love, love you. The, L, the, the V, as in Victor, and B, as in boy, are right next to each other on the keyboard. How much time have I got before I run out of time? Okay. Um, I responded thusly. First I said... The color of the sky in my world is pink. Now, you, know, you do know what chemtrails are, right? It's the conspiracy theorists that believe in chemtrails. They think that the, the secret government that's running everything and not doing a very good job at it, but the, the secret government that's running everything, what they're doing is they're putting up these planes at high altitudes, and when you see those, those trails of cloud, that thin trail of white, and sometimes they disperse, they're wide, and sometimes they're thin, but when you... When you see those, those are chemicals being put into the atmosphere in order to do something. It's not just exhaust from the jet engines, uh, which uh, has a certain level of moisture in it, and the temperature is at a, at a proper level, and the amount of uh, you know, moisture in the air, and they all kind of mix together to create what's called contrails. Those are contrails. They're not chemicals being put into the atmosphere to do something. You know, spread disease, to make us crazy, to make us docile. I don't know. But they're, spent, they're set up there to do something, according to these conspiracy theorists. They, may, they have different ideas. Which would mean that the people who are spreading these things would have to be inoculated, vaccinated, against the effects of whatever the chemicals are that they're putting out in the atmosphere. So... If a conspiracy theorist believes that vaccines are causing autism or that there's too many too soon or that they're not safe or they're, they're terrible or we shouldn't vaccinate, but they also believe in chemtrails, when they say, well, aren't the secret government people, aren't they inoculated? Aren't they vaccinated against these things? So you're saying that vaccines work. What is it? <laughs> anyway. So that's what uh, chemtrails are. They're contrails. They're not. It's not. Because it just, it just wouldn't work. It, the, the amount of chemicals they'd have to put into the atmosphere for it to able to make it down to the ground, and they can't control where it's going to come down. They could, they're up at 30,000 feet. They could drift thousands of miles away before the stuff gets low enough for us to breathe it. And, and it'd have to be a lot to be able to have any kind of effect on us in the atmosphere. So anyway, my next response was this. You know, my friend Kale could be in a room filled with 100 scientists. I've used this analogy before on the show. 
chemists and physicists. Uh, he could ask each one of those scientists about the plausibility of chemtrails being pumped into the air to control the people. Each scientist would explain how implausible it is that some chemical being sprayed from airliners into the atmosphere at 30,000 plus feet could have any effect on the populace. They could each explain exactly how contrails are formed. But then he'd find, he finds one of the 100 scientists in the room who thinks there might be something to the whole chemtrails paranoia. Why, yes, I'm glad you had asked me about that because I've been, I've been trying to get these other guys to believe in this, to look at my research and accept it, but they won't listen because they're, you know, whatever. They're in the pocket of Big Pharma. He finds that one guy. Who, or I should have said, whom do you think Kale is going to believe? I rely on the expertise of the 99. Kale only needs the one, because the one agrees with him. Because he's disregarding all the evidence against what he's thinking, and only regarding the evidence that supports his thinking. And, and then I said, and John Brennan isn't even a scientist. And then I said, Lobia too. And then I further go on, because what John Brennan is talking about in this video is stratospheric aerosol injection, which is putting a particulate in the stratosphere to help reflect some of the sun's heat back up into space to help mitigate global warming. And as he put it, to buy us some time, it wouldn't, it wouldn't solve it, it would buy us some time to get off the fossil fuels. So here's a guy who accepts the fact that climate change is happening and that we need to get off the fossil fuels because the fossil fuels we humans are using are largely responsible for the fact that the climate is changing and the globe is getting warmer. So, I mean, here's a guy that accepts it. That, that, that's good on him. But that's what he's talking about. He never says anything about chemtrails. Never. He doesn't say it's even a possibility. He says the potential of this technology interests him. And so I asked, how is talking about stratospheric aerosol injection to reflect the sun's heat to help combat global warming admitting to chemtrails? Oh, and Kale, uh, here's a link to C the CIA's website. Global engineering seems to be missing. You must mean a different CIA. I'll link to the CIA's website. There's no global engineering on there. I couldn't find it. If you can find it, point it out to me. Uh, and then I said, uh, I watched the video again. At no time does the fellow say chemtrails, nor does he ever say the words a possibility. He admits to being interested in the potential of stratospheric aerosol injection as a way to help stall global warming to provide the, the world economy additional, this is a quote from him, quote, the world economy additional time to transition from fossil fuels. This is the problem with conspiracy theorists. They tend to only hear what they want to hear. All right, I've got three cool things from the week. Let's try to get through them. Uh, number three, uh, a Russian satellite has taken a picture of the Earth. Uh, it's 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 a uh, it's a, made a video of it because it's taken several pictures, so they can put it together in a video. So you can see the you can see the sunrise and sunset, and you can see yeah um, you can see you know the Earth go dark, and then it go, you know the sun comes up and it goes light, and you can see the continents, and it's really cool, and it's really weird because it's from a perspective that we don't normally think of the Earth. We don't because it's the the satellite's kind of over the uh, the the Indian Ocean, which is on the southern hemisphere. So you see, you see Africa and and uh, you know uh, uh, Asia and Australia. You see that from a perspective that we don't normally see it. It's it's kind of weird, but really it's you know you kind of think it's upside down. But really, there's no upside down on planet Earth. I mean, it's in space, it's, there's no upside down. It's just, that's where it is. We just, we just became accustomed to seeing our globes set a certain way. So, that's really cool to watch that happen. So check out that video. Oh, and I think they also, the colorizing of the, of the, of the land is a little different. Uh, I, I believe it said that the, the darker brown colors are actually the areas of the world with, with more vegetation. You would think that that's the dry desert kind of part, but it's not. It's it's more vegetation there, you know, forests and jungles and grass and, and such. Number two, 
There's a video clip up from Captain Disillusion. He's got a new one out where he's showing the how to accomplish those amazing trick shots. Now, Captain Disillusion, he's a, the guy who who plays this character. He's he knows how to, he can do video tricks and special effects and all that kind of stuff. So he knows how to spot these the trickeration being done in some of these videos that go viral with people doing some amazing stuff and uh, he knows how to and explain how it's done and uh, sometimes it's 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 uh it's an it, a lot of times it's an advertisement and it's a so meant to go viral in the video to get some you know get lots and lots of hits to get some product out there but um sometimes it's people just doing tricks and trying to fool people uh but he also shows that that it's not always video trickery Sometimes it's just being persistent and doing shot after you know you're throwing. He throws a, a little ball into a cup, a plastic cup that's across the room from him. Just kind of tosses it over his shoulder or just throws it aside without really looking, and it goes into the cup. And he and he shows that that is there's no special effects going on in there. It's just doing it again and again and again and again and again and again and again until he starts getting better at it, at aiming it, and it lands in the cup. And then they just take that one shot and there you go so it's really cool doctor uh, captain disillusion is awesome you should be looking at his stuff be, you know because subscribe to his page on uh to his channel on uh on youtube and get to that um and this the coolest thing number one coolest thing of the week is there's an optical illusion that's been set up on the on on, on social media uh richard wiseman who's a really cool dude himself was the first person that i saw posted up it's a design done by somebody named victoria victoria sky and it's gonna be hard to to describe it but i'll make sure that it's on my show notes that you can check out at dimland.com just click on the blog option it's it's a series of of, of bands of color uh, light blue and kind of a medium blue and a dark blue or black and and the medium blue go horizontally across these these vertical lines and there's little patterns in there and when you look at it the medium blue lines are they look like they're you know one is going uh, uh, you know down from left to right and the next one down is going up from left from left to right and and the, and when you and there's like four or five lines going across or these bands going across and they look like they're bending but it's they do not look parallel to each other but they are they are parallel to each other I took a piece of paper put it up on my on my video uh, computer screen and I on the monitor and I took a straight edge and I drew lines across you know looking through the paper and they are parallel to each other they're perpendicular to the side you know the perimeter on the sides and the, they're parallel to the to the perimeter on the top and bottom it's really really <laughs> really cool and it's and whenever somebody says to you i know what i saw you could say no you don't <laughs> you know what you think you saw but you can't trust your eyes your eyes can deceive you don't trust them said a famous jedi good night our doctor good night frau blucher ah oh, made it to the end of another show You've been listening to Dimland Radio on the Ztalk Radio Network. Uh, be skeptical and, you know, the extraordinary claim stuff. you got to keep an eye on that stuff. And chemtrails, nah. Uh, you've been listening to Zim- Dimland Radio on the Ztalk Radio Network at uh, ztalkradio.com. I'm your host, Jim Dr. Dim Fitzsimmons, reminding you all to sleep with the lights on. check out my show notes at dimland.com just click on the blog option and you can email your questions and comments to dr dim at dimland.com that's d r d i m at dimland.com and the opening theme song ram is by theolius and is used with permission
This has been a production of the Z-Talk Radio Network. And now, a message to our competitors. Thanks. Thanks for tuning us in. Bonjour, Monsieur Dim. You are too clever for us naughty people. Well, well I'm going to hell. hell.